Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Traders, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining me. I appreciate the support. You guys have done an amazing job of making this one of the top Forex and trading-related podcasts out there, especially given how this podcast is a little bit different than most. And most podcasts you hear in this industry are interviews where you're we're interviewing top traders and, and, and whatnot and building lists and all the funny stuff that happens in the background of the podcasting industry. Uh, this one's a little bit different. Uh, For the most part, I come in, I talk, I talk about issues that um, I've experienced in my trading. I talk about issues that are relevant real time. I talk about issues that the traders that I'm working with are going through. And my hope is to essentially provide you a realistic view of what it looks like to go from a struggling to a consistently profitable trader and really give you the perspective from someone that has done that, looking back on the mistakes I've made, the lessons I've learned, and really the lessons that I'm trying to embark on the traders that I work with on a day-to-day basis. Now, every once in a while, I take a break from rambling for 30 minutes or whatnot, and I share with you what's called an accountability session. And these are sessions that we do every single Friday on our platform where we take uh, the traders that are on our platform and we hold them accountable. We bring them in, we interview them, they tell us a little bit about themselves, what got them into trading, um, where they're at in their journey. And depending on who we're interviewing, whether it's their first time, it's kind of just an overview, um, or if it's maybe their second or third time, it's a, a, a progress update or a progress report. Um, But either way, I think they are very, very valuable sessions. And I like to share them with you guys as well because I think it's cool to hear from traders that are at the same part of their journey that you're in as well. So that's what I'm gonna share with you today. If you're interested in joining one of these accountability sessions, they're pretty booked up, but they are available to our trial members as well. So you don't have to be a premium member. A trial member can sign up and get interviewed and uh, get led on the right track. Uh, Again, if there's kind of time in the schedule, they get booked up pretty fast. Um, But you can do that as part of your trial membership over at Tier 1 Trading as well. So if you get a chance, do it. I would just suggest signing up right away because again, they, they get filled up pretty quickly. But I hope you guys enjoy. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about different forms of speculation. And that's big for me if you've been following the show of not just being a one trick pony, but um, having uh, different sources of income, uh, working in different markets and and really being well rounded as an individual as well as wealth, uh, as far as wealth creation goes and whatnot. So check it out. I hope you enjoy. As always, if you like this podcast, leave me a rating and a review. That is the best way you can support it. 
and I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. So let's kick off with uh, Edgar. Let's get Edgar on. If you unmute your mic. Can you hear me, Jason? I can. How are you? Hi, you're fine. Pleasure speaking Good. with you. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise. So how's uh, how's life treating you? Um, yeah, I'm treating it treating me well. Uh, looking forward for your session later on, also. So it's a, cool. a brilliant day. Cool day. Amazing. So how this is the first time we've actually spoken in person, eh? True, true. So um, so I was trying to tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've started uh, Tier One Trading. Um, and end of August, so I've been I'm Portuguese, so I'm, I've been away for a while, had soft quarantine, so I thought I would just do my accountability session a bit further away. So yeah, so I'm 33 years old. Um, I'm Portuguese, as I mentioned. I'm living in the UK for about um, five years now. Whereabouts in the UK? I'm in Portsmouth. Okay, nice. Um, so so I live. Um, uh, I'm a radiographer as a profession, so that's what I do for a living. So I'm in the healthcare area. Um, so yeah, that's that's my basically ID. Uh, so trading-wise, uh, I don't know if you're gonna take. Yeah, yeah. So how did you? How did you? What was your first kind of? Well, why did you get into trading in the first place? Yeah, sure. So um, laying the cards now, as you say. So um, so trading stumbled in my life through uh, the sports exchange market uh, about 10 years ago. Right. Uh, so, and as, as you mentioned, a speech, uh, a little term that you use, I've been slightly bleeding ever since. Yeah. Um, so I understand that most people relate their emotions with some sort of sports or anything, and they sort of take it as a hobby or as a punt. But um, in my case, I was actually fascinated with the possibilities of buying and selling odds and winning regardless of the outcome of that event. And right. I started actually quite well in the beginning, uh, which looking back, I think didn't help me very much because at the time I was basically relying myself on uh, uh, we didn't have the digital boxes at the time. So the event that I was watching, I could understand that the prices would have like a little gap. So I was just basically relying on that for my trading. Right. Um, so meanwhile, I've moved back, to, came to the UK to progress in my career. So back home, things are a little bit more tough, uh, especially in the healthcare career. So I, mean, I remember working with colleagues um, that used to work in two, two hospitals. They would finish a night shift in one side and start a morning shift on, the sa- on another yeah. side. And I couldn't relate myself with that way of living. Um, so... Um, I've decided to come to the UK and I've basically established myself and I've managed to progress. So my main goals have been obtained. Um, Amazing. So the mind shift, sorry, sorry. Go on, go on. So basically the trading, uh, so the mind shift here with the corporate world started that being a bit naive, I understood that the corporate world is pretty much the same regardless of the location or even your niche. So, and I started to get frustrated with that. So, things that you mentioned like no recognition for this work or that yeah. extra responsibility and no fake exchange uh, so i started to get frustrated with that so i started to look at trading as my only way of escape um, so it made me 
and because I'm in what I do for a living, I rely completely on others. So I need equipment, I need doctors. So I can't do what I do for a living by myself. So mm. I saw trading as a skill to develop. And, and as I mentioned, that would be sort of my way of getting out of this corporate world. So I put all my expectations on that. And, um, and I've gone through the dark side of trading, as you mentioned sometime, neglecting time with others and uh, hours of hours on the screens, ending up frustrated. So <clears throat> and that's been my, my past. And I don't know if you want me to relate that. Yeah, to no, I, t- I totally understand where you what I totally understand your motivation. I, I was in a, uh, you know, I, I used to work with big corporations back in the day. And uh, that's really where I kind of realized that the more the, the more prosperous you feel is all related to um, kind of ratio of three things, doing what you love to do, having thing, uh, things that are delegatable and yeah. things that um, monetizable. And if you can't do any of the three, then flipping out, like that's the worst task that you can possibly yeah. do. So the more reliant you are on other people and you can't delegate, uh, the more resentful you are. And if it's not monetizable, in other words, you're not really being paid what you, you know, you're not rewarded for what you're worth, then it's even worse. And if you don't enjoy it because you resent it, then it's the worst place you can be. And you can really spiral down. Exactly. So I totally get where you where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, although it's important work, right? Sure. So, sure. What was your uh, what was your first experiences then? You said you went into sports. Uh, what was it like football uh, league? So I actually started with football. I actually do horse racing now. So um, yep. I'm dedicated in horse racing. So um, just to sort of make the bridge between the financial market now, uh, going through that pain that I mentioned, I actually uh, hours and hours as I mentioned, I actually found I had that haha moment that you normally say that sort of. Uh, I found my edge, put it this yeah. way. Although being unprofitable, I found that that strategy or whatever, that works for me, not looking from what others do. That way of trading works for me. And I would still have like uh, all my losses and I couldn't understand what, I mean, because I didn't know. I mean, I've been doing this by myself. So mm. I couldn't relate to my mistakes. Although I can now through all your content, uh, like <laughs> things like, Money management, backtesting, uh, not having a strategy with you know rules of engagement, yeah. Uh, yeah. correlation of time and money. I would have like three hours traded, and then I would just give it back in half an hour. So, yeah. And the biggest one was a drawdown when you said a few months ago. Uh, I heard that you said two months of not having anything from trading. I couldn't. I couldn't. You know. I couldn't understand that. And that made me look at the big picture of, of trading. Yeah, and that is the big picture. And look, in the two months, when I say I didn't have anything for two months, I had winning trades. So I was no, winning sure. and winning and winning. But when you looked at it over a two-month period, I was break-even, right? Yeah. So it's like, the, it's like the gamblers that go and do gambling and then tell you about all the winners they had. They never work out how much they've actually lost. Exactly. So they remain on this high. And exactly. they think that they're winning and, and it's really, really damaging in trading. You really have to think long term. So that's a, that's an absolute key uh, element to becoming yeah. successful and consistently successful anyway. So what's the uh, what are some of the kind of uh, realizations you've had in terms of how to approach trading then? 
Yeah, so uh, I eventually understood that, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years by myself, so I actually mm-hmm. needed help. So I could either give up like many others do or take it seriously with others that have done it and actually do it well, then are succeeding yeah. on it. So I understood that going through the financial markets, uh, having in mind that it, it already exists for hundreds of years, I would be better off studying that sort of way of trading, the basic of trading through that niche, either than just trying to look for someone in niche of sports markets or anything yeah. like that. So yeah. that's how I started. So um, I started to look for things on social media and going through the pain that I already had, I could easily catch all the BS, <clears throat> what was BS or not. So I stumbled with one of your videos with Ryan, Ryan Scribner at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, um, and although I, at the time I knew that I had in mind that Forex was a little bit more complicated, uh, although that yeah. now I see your structured, uh, I mean, you guys have structured everything in such detail that any beginner can actually start with. Um, so, I'm glad you think so. Yeah, so anyway, so I started trading or I started in January with another company, started to learn how to invest. Yep. And I also give you some strategies in, uh, in swing trading in stocks. So I relate my beginning actually with the kills. I think it started in 2008 with the crash market. So I relate my beginning with the kill. So I pretty much started in February. And then March, I managed to get inside all those dips in, in the market. So, I mean, it was lucky, but you also make your luck. So uh, either way, uh, yeah. it started off well. Uh, in regards to swing trading, um, I've only been demo trading and now, because uh, I didn't really feel that I was ready to go live basically. And now having the concept of back testing and having that risk, that risk, that cycle of belief or that strategy, although it works for someone else, I have to build that psych belief for myself. Yeah. And, and basically during these eight months I've gained all that knowledge of stocks and I understood that I would gain uh, I would benefit with you guys of understanding the more ranging markets as Forex. Yeah. And uh, I would gain more with um, <clears throat> learning the, those ways of trading in a more ranging market. And yeah. that's how I, you know, I started with you guys, basically. Cool, man. Look, I, I mean, you mentioned the, the psychology of developing an edge in, in kind of football, horses, poker, whatever it might be. Look, yeah. In terms of human psychology, it's all the same. Uh, the, the, yeah. the beauty with trading the financial markets is you've got all of the historical data. It's easy to go and look at what humans are doing rather than, you know, try and figure it out on the fly. And that's that's the beauty of trading the financial markets over poker, because I was going to go into poker. Like when I was looking to add speculation to my arsenal, I was looking at online poker and, um, you know, <laughs> it was. I would argue that poker is harder than trading. I, I really would, because although the psychology is the same, you have to make a decision every sixty seconds. Like you have to make a decision every sixty seconds, and that that's forcing you to do trading, but at a, <laughs> a different yeah. level. So, man, like I'm glad I chose trading, and and what I've gained from that, what I've seen from that, is the fact that it's so. Uh, accessible in terms of historical data, which just gives you such an edge from the get-go rather than trying to figure it out, as I say. Yeah. So what's your experience been like inside uh, Tier 1 then so far? 
So, yeah, so as I mentioned, I've been in Portugal, so I didn't, I've been syncing all the information from the modules. So at this time, I'm going through my second review of the modules. So I'm in the, the foundation at the moment. Yep. So, um, I mean, I've been inside the live rooms with you and Akil, yep. trying to make the most of it. So, so yeah, so I expect to get the second review finished end of the year, I'd say, and then looking forward to eventually you know, putting back tests and things like that in my, in my head, things like that. Amazing. So, Amazing. So, so what's the, uh, what's the goals by the end of the year then? We've only got like two months left now. The goal, uh, just for tier one or? Yeah, anything, just what you want to get done. If there's a certain thing you want to get done, where you want to be, yeah. <clears throat> something ticked off. To be, to be honest, Jason, as I mentioned, like it's been a like 10 year journey. So I think lowering my expectations will help as long as, I mean, and tough, I don't want to make this a tough session, but tough would help in that sense. Yeah. I think things will happen when it's meant to happen. So although I have, I have to be careful because as I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm working with a lot of tools of speculation. So, so my main goal will be to, in the future, having sort of different tools of speculating, um, and working with them differently and just yep. helping to smooth my equity curve, put it that way. So, uh, you know, not having some, some sort of FOMO. Or, so just having the best setups of each tool and then, you know, just going through it. Uh, so I think, like, as I mentioned, like back testing starting in the next year, beginning of next year. So uh, making the most of all the modules until the end of this year, I think that would be a reasonable achievement for me i mean but you guys are more than welcome to like push me if i have to or things like that so so yeah so yeah yeah man well listen i'm uh, i'm excited to follow your journey particularly as you've just started tough and we're going to kick that off and uh, yeah, man, i'm, I'm sure. really excited to see how you progress especially after doing it for 10 years and finding your way stumbling your way around yeah now how focused you're going to be and how directional your progress is going to be i'm I'm really excited to follow that. And uh, I'd love to catch up with you again in the new year just to see kind of where sure. you're at, maybe like February time, just to sure. see, like give that four month period, just see where you've got in four months. I think that would be really cool. inspiring. Cool. I'm happy for you, mate. I'm excited for you. Have a great rest of your day. And thanks Thank for coming. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank Take you. care, man. See you later.